we pray? Father, we come thanking you for all your many blessings this morning. Thank you, Father, for waking us up and for starting us on our way and giving us a mind to come out to the house of prayer. Father, we thank you for bringing us across all last week through dangers seen and unseen. Father, this morning we pray for the sick and the shut-in, those who wish they could be with us this morning. We pray for this service. We pray for the man who's going to stand in John's shoes. And these are another blessings we ask in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Come on, glory. Glory to. Come on, glory. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. And adore you. We bow ourselves before you. Giving you glory this morning. Come on, say that again. Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Yes, glory. Come on, say glory to your name this morning. Glory to your name. Forever you.
What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. The same yesterday. The same today. And the same forevermore. You know, people will change on you. Sometimes they may smile in your face but stab you in the back. Sometimes friends will be with you when things are okay. But when it get rough, you can't find them. But thank God we serve a God who is always with us through the thick and the thin. He's right there. Let us pray. Lord God, thank you. Father God, thank you for blessing us to be in church another day. We know it could have been the other way. Not that we were so good. Not that we were so perfect. But you in your divine mercy and in your grace, you allowed us to see another day. And for that, Lord, we say thank you. Lord God, we thank you that you are already in this place. We thank you that your spirit already is here with us. We humbly ask that you will let it stay here. That it will keep us in line with what you would have us to do. We ask, Lord, that you will bless now. Bless those who desire to be here. Maybe in the hospital or at home, in the nursing home. Father, have mercy on them. Bless us that we will be the hands and feet that will not forget about those. For we know you said that you were in prison and that you were hungry and that we were the ones that needed to feed and see about your children. For we know now, Lord, that when we do it to the least of your servants, we do it also to you. Bless now, Lord, that everything we do here today will give you glory. That it's not about us, yes. but that it's all about you, Lord. And we will forever give you all of the glory and, and all of the praise. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. K-Chapel, I dare you to praise him. I dare you to worship him. I dare you to give him glory. Come on, we something special because we ought to be happy that he has allowed us another opportunity to come together and to just serve as one and to help somebody on the journey. This time now we're going to ask that we all participate in our responsive reading as well as our hymn for the morning. So won't you please stand at this time? <laughs> 
we're going to ask that we all read together that that you see on the screen. When he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as, isn't that special? Would you not like to experience that? Let's say that again. Say it like you mean it. When he shall for we shall see him as he is. Amen. And that's a blessing right there. We're going to ask you to please remain standing and help us with our hymn for the morning. I don't know about you, but one day when it's my time, I want to see him. So we're going to ask that you come on and sing with us this morning.
about you, but you just heard the pastor that I do want to see him because listen, our time is coming sooner or later, so it just be wonderful that we be ready to just, we're going to pause now for our announcements for the morning. We have a thank you note here. It simply says, K Chapel family, nice things just seem to bloom from you. Thank you so much for your prayers, visits, and this come from the Dallas family. Also, just want to ask you to please pray for all of our sick and shut-in members. I know that you know who they are. Even if you don't, just, just pray for them anyway. Also, we ask you to pray for families that have lost loved ones. Most of you probably know that we had funeral services the last few weeks or months, and, and we ask that you pray for them. Also, I would like to thank the male chorus, particularly for accompanying our pastor uh, up in uh, Canton this past week, and you did a great job, and we thank God. And I can't even describe what our pastor did up there. Just outstanding when we thank God for him. We also um, ask that you continue to pray for, again, all of our sick and shut-in members, regardless of who they are. Because, listen, our time is coming if it's not here as of yet. This time, we're going to pause for some additional announcement from the media. Media, you're on. Good morning, K Chapel. Attention all parents and youth. The annual fall retreat will take place on Friday and Saturday, October the 26th through the 27th at the Twin Lakes Camp and Conference Center. All youth ages 12 through 18 are welcome to attend. Please stop by the Old Fellowship Hall for more information. Applications are currently available for our annual Miss Kay Chapel and Little Miss Kay Chapel, which will be hosted by the Youth Department Pageant Ministry. This year's pageant will be held on Sunday, December the 9th at 3 p.m. The following are Youth Department Pageant candidate requirements. Girls ages 9 through 18, active in the Youth Department, academically responsible, demonstrates Christian character, exhibits a positive behavior, and a willingness to serve. Interested girls and their parents are asked to see Sister Lynn Ballou for more information. Join the Voices of Love for Breast Cancer Sunday on October the 21st during the 8 a.m. worship service. Please invite a breast cancer survivor that's still in the fight. A small reception with light refreshments will be available for survivors immediately following the service in the Buckley Family Room. Please see Sister Tanja Bridgman or Sister Alistair Morgan for more information. Let's get the flu shot and not the flu. And our health ministry has made it super easy to do that because they've partnered with Walmart Pharmacy to offer flu shots right here at Cade. Stop by the Old Fellowship Hall today between 9.30 and 11.30 and get your flu shots. It's a good thing these announcements don't have smell because if they did, you would definitely be wanting some popcorn right now. But don't worry, you can still have some popcorn. Just see a Boy Scout or a Cub Scout and place your order today. Join us here at Cade on Sunday, October the 28th at 3 p.m., for the installation and ordination of our new deacons. Just a quick reminder that our annual fall revival will take place this week on Tuesday through Thursday. Join us each night at 7.15 p.m. here in the sanctuary. And please be sure to check your bulletins and your bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app but be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. God bless you. I just feel quite sure that we have some visitors here today. Listen, 
if you are here and if you are not yet a member of this congregation, we're going to ask you to please stand. Let us thank you for coming and invite you back. All visitors, please stand up. Amen. More than one. Amen. More than one, more than two, more than three. Amen. More than four or five. God bless you. Remain standing if you don't mind. We want you to know on behalf of our senior pastor, Reverend Reggie Buckley, our pastor, Metro Reverend Hans Buckley, all the members of the K Chapel family, just so happy that you chose to visit us today. If you're just visiting, please come anytime and skip the line. But if by chance you're looking for a church home before you leave here today, we're going to try to convince you you just find a home. And while you're standing, we're going to give you something you can only get here at K Chapel Miss Dead Baptist Church. Go. This is our fellowship here. Won't you reach out and welcome your neighbor? Welcome to K Chapel.
on an hour of service. Miss Wooten, where are you? Come on down. Two minutes. <laughs> he's told me he's going to sit me down after two minutes, Pastor. I hope they're not recording this. Good morning. For this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us what? Rejoice and be glad in it. Pastor Buckley, I thank you for giving me another opportunity to appear before this beautiful congregation. I came before you all maybe a month or so back and introduced myself. I'm Adrian Wooten, and I'm coming to speak with you about a very important date that's coming up in a couple of weeks, November the 6th. That's the date that we're going to do what? Go to the polls and vote. I will be on the ballot for Hines County Circuit Court Judge, Subdistrict 1. Many of you know that I am state representative for District 71, but on November 6th, I will not be on the ballot for that position. I'll be on the ballot for Hines County Circuit Court Judge, Subdistrict 1, South Jackson, West Jackson, Bellhaven, Eastover, and North Jackson. And just so you'll know, when you go to the polls, I always tell people, be an informed voter, put in the most qualified candidate. I'm running for circuit court judge who hears basically two types of cases, civil and, and criminal, civil where people are being sued for money. I've been doing that for 19 years, suing people, representing people that have been sued. I have been an assistant public defender in Holmes County, Mississippi for 15 years representing people that cannot afford representation and then people come and hire me outside of Holmes County. And then for the past 11 years, I have actually been making the laws that I practice in the courts by serving in the House of Representatives. There is absolutely no one in my race with my qualifications, not one single solitary person. And so I tell people, although my name is at the very bottom of the ballot, I am at the very top for being the most qualified candidate. So on November 6th, if you're going to put in place the most qualified candidate for Hines County Circuit Court Judge Subdistrict 1, I'm almost positive that if you're going to do that, you'll be casting your vote for Adrian Wooten, Hines County Circuit Court Judge. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> she had nine, minutes, nine seconds left. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. This time now, we're going to pause for a time and have a service where we all can participate. Listen, just remember, you can't be God-given. Amen. If you give, he will certainly give back to you. So we ask you to prepare to give now. We have spoken word from the pulpit. Our choir will come and give us the message and song. So we ask that you prepare now to give again as you have been so blessed. For this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposed in his heart. So let him give, not grudgingly, nor necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver.
selection for the morning one for time you can just pray and ask the Lord for whatever your needs are pray for a pastor that's going to bring the word and we'll all leave here with something very special amen so at this time the male course is going to come with the final selection for the morning
Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, you are our strength and you are our redeemer. Amen and amen. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Amen. We bless God for this morning. This is the day that God has made. We are rejoicing and we are glad in it. Amen. Amen. We thank God for this Sunday in particular because this is the Sunday that we have declared it to be back to church Sunday. A few Sundays ago, we gave to each member who was in attendance uh, a card, an index card, and on that card was printed, uh, Back to Church Sunday, You Belong Here. We asked uh, each one in attendance to take a card and prayerfully, thoughtfully, and intentionally uh, share it with one individual with whom uh, you believe the Spirit of God, believing to uh, invite not only to church, but invite perhaps back to church, recognizing that some uh, may have left the church, some may have given up on the church, some uh, may be skeptical about the church uh, for good reason, some for not good reason. But on this morning, we want to thank you for coming and sharing with us, knowing that you are here because someone asked you to come. Uh, we celebrate that. We celebrate the friendship, the relationship that you have with the individual who invited you. And for everybody else who is here, just hearing a word from the Lord, thank God for your presence too. Amen. 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 We want to invite your attention this morning to the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 2, beginning with the 19th verse. Verse number 19, there you will find these words recorded. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord in whom we also are built together for an habitation of God through the spirit. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Tell your neighbor, you belong here. You belong here. I'm going to need y'all to help me preach it this morning. You belong here. You belong here. This morning, this morning, this morning, I am preaching on one of the glorious results of the gospel. One of the glorious results of the gospel. And in so doing, I am attempting to convince you logically and propositionally even while I cry out to the Spirit of God to compel you spiritually that you belong here. My goal in this sermon is simply that you hear the gospel, the good news, so that you will treasure God above all else and that you will be convinced that God has given to you the great gift of the church as the vehicle for which you are to worship him in spirit and in truth, the vehicle where you are to grow in the grace and knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, the vehicle where you are to connect with fellow believers to live out the vibrancy of faith in Christ together, and the vehicle by which we are to serve God by serving the needs of humanity in and throughout the world. 
So if you're going to be convinced of this great truth logically and propositionally, let me go ahead and hurry up and get on record early saying and put it on the table so that you know that I'm not out to bait and switch you or to swell you, sell you any damaged goods. Hear it and hear it well. Here it is. The church is not a perfect place. Let me go on and put it out there. Tell your neighbor it's not a perfect place. The church is not a perfect place. There, I said it. The church is not a perfect place. And the reason the church is not a perfect place is because it's made up of imperfect people. Wish I had a witness in here. The church is not a perfect place because it is made up with imperfect people. Imperfect people who are still immature. Imperfect people who are sometimes still insensitive. Imperfect people who still have some issues. Some of which are in recovery and others are still in remission. Some of us are just trying to make our way through. But the church has its share of issues because it's made up of people who come here with their own share of issues. Loosen my tie and go on and preach because y'all act like y'all ain't going to say amen this morning. Listen, let me go and let you know there are some mean people in the church. Quit acting like it is true. There are some mean folk in the church. Amen. Amen. There, there are some people who do some thoughtless things sometimes in the church. There are people who say some thoughtless things sometimes in the church. There are people who hurt people unintentionally and intentionally, yes, in the church. All of that is true. But I contend to you today that where the Spirit of the Lord is, where the presence of God is, you will find that in the church there is more right than wrong. You will experience that there is more grace than grief. You will encounter that there is more good than bad. You will witness that there is more mercy than messiness. You will experience more blessedness than bitterness. And you will come to see and appreciate the beauty in and the tension of maturing believers. We're not perfect, but we are being perfected. We're not perfect, but we are all being perfected. I'm fully persuaded. I'm fully persuaded that this great treasure called the church and this great treasure that we trust God called the gospel is the only means by which God has and is reconciling all of our issues unto himself. The gospel is the only means through which God has and is reconciling our issues between each other so that we can be together. No matter where we have come from, no matter your background, no matter your issues with the church, no matter your hang-ups with church people, we still find in God's house our soul's deepest needs and most personal desires being satisfied. So help me say it again. The church isn't perfect. Church is not perfect, but the church is the perfect place for imperfect people who are working on and working out their issues. Keep that up for a minute. Somebody needs to write that down. The church is the perfect place for imperfect people who are working on and working out their issues. Yeah, you got some issues. You got some issues? You got, yes you do, don't be ducking now. You got some. And you got some. We all have some issues. And the church is the place where we work on and work out our issues. 
is the perfect place for unfinished people who are becoming the finished work that God intends. It is the perfect place for people who understand that we are all on a journey where our faith is being refined, our character is being reformed, our personalities are being refinished, our hope is being restored, our joy is being renewed, and our love is being refilled. It is the perfect place for imperfect people. This morning, I want you to be convinced down to the fiber of your being and your soul that the church is the place where you belong. It's not only the church, the place where you belong, but it is also the place where your soul deserves and desires to be. You belong here in the church. You belong here with the church. You belong here at the church with all of its imperfections you belong here not because it's perfect but because the church has been given as the designated place where God through his Holy Spirit draws his people together to live out the purposes of God in unity the church is the designated place where God has said I will dwell there it is the church. And if you are a born-again believer who has, for some reason or another, found yourself disconnected from the body or outside of the church or doing life on your own or finding your own truths floating in a sea of uncommitment, looking perhaps for so long at the church that you become a critic, a critic and a cynic and a skeptic of the church, I want to invite you this morning. Take a fresh look. And what the church really is, why the church really exists, and what God is doing exclusively in and through the church. So the church for most of us, for most of us in here, the church is nothing new. Whether you're an active member or an inactive member, whether you're a visitor or a friend or regular, the church is nothing new for many of us in here. At some level and in some form, at some point in our lives, most of us have had some type of experience or engagement with the church. And from those experiences and from those engagements, we have formed our own conclusions, negative and positive, about what the church is and what the church does. Allow me to perhaps reintroduce you to what the church was intended to be. When Paul uses the word church, he is not talking about it the same way that we do. He's not talking about Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. He is not talking about the denominations within the church. He is not talking about Protestant churches. It's broader than that. At the end of the first chapter of the book of Ephesians, listen to what Paul writes about the church. He says in Ephesians 1, 22 through 23, And he, God, has put all things under his feet. And has made him the head over all things for the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. For Paul then, the church is the fullness of Jesus who fills everything. Church in this context is then the presence of God among us. You missed it. You missed it. Church according to Paul, is the very presence of God 
among us. It is his body into which we are invited to become members and participate in the fullness of his purpose in and throughout the world. The church is the exclusive place where God through Christ is inviting all to experience the fullness of his presence and his purpose. And that only happens here. No other place has been designated as such. Just the church. That only happens here where Jesus Christ is the head and all other things are under his feet. That means that even with all of the other good things and good organizations and good institutions that exist, there is only one where the fullness of God's purpose and presence is realized. And it is not in your community service organizations or your human service corporations. It is not in our fraternities or our sororities. It is not in your orders or societies. It is not in your clubs or associations. But it is exclusively in the church. No other place has been given our designation. That's not a slight against things that you like. That's just saying recognize that the church is distinct and different. It is the place where God says, I will dwell. It's the place where God says, my purposes will be fulfilled through my church. It's his church. That makes us different from everything and everybody else. God gave the church as the exclusive place where the fullness of his purpose and presence are manifested. And perhaps the greatest work among believers is the work of unity. Remember when Jesus was praying in John chapter 17 and he prays to the Father, he says in verse 20, Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Here it is, he says, that they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me and I in thee, that they also may be one in us. This unity, disunity, disunity was an issue that Paul is addressing in the book of Ephesians between the Jewish Christian and the Gentile Christians. The Gentiles were feeling like the Jewish Christians were setting themselves apart. They were making themselves out to be better than everybody else. They were separating themselves and setting themselves apart through practices of the Old Testament rituals and customs. And Paul, in his evangelistic zeal and his sensitivity to others outside of Jewish culture, desires to tell the Ephesian Christians that they are not second-class Christians. They are not outsiders. In fact, this is where our watchwords for the morning begins in verse 19. Now, therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God. Paul says, don't let nobody make you feel like you ain't really Christian. He says, don't, don't let nobody feel like that they're more Christian than you are. Because of their history, because of their background, because they've been here longer. No, no, he says we all are fellow citizens. There are no strangers or foreigners, but we are all of the household of God. Paul puts it plain where everybody can see it. Saying that to the Gentile believers, you are not outsiders. I don't care how 
those church folk make you feel? Because you know you get around the right church folk. They can make you feel some kind of way. I wish I had a witness in here. I mean, you get around the right church folk. They, they can make you wonder if you even want to stay in the church. You, you get around the right church folk. Amen, somebody. Yeah, and so Paul says, don't let them church folk cause you to feel like you're an outsider. He says, no, there are no strangers. There are no foreigners. We are all fellow citizens in the household of God. He says to them, in effect, your ethnic differences do not matter in the household of God. Your tribal difference does not make you different when it comes to your salvation through the blood of Jesus Christ. Where you come from does not matter because the same blood that washes him, washes me, washes her. It is the same blood that causes all of us to be saved. We are not foreigners or strangers. We are fellow citizens. And shame on anybody who makes somebody else feel like an outsider. You need to check your faith. You need to check your Christianity when you go to holding your nose down on somebody else trying to make them feel less than you are because you've been in the church longer than they have. Shame on you. We are fellow citizens in the household of God. The church must be mindful and careful that we don't do those things that single people out and make them feel like outsiders. <laughs> Sometimes the church can be guilty of making distinctions between people and people groups. But the language fellow citizen means that when I look at you, I'm not supposed to first see what makes us different. The first thing I'm supposed to see is what makes us alike. Do I have a witness in here? I'm supposed to be aware of what calls us to the same family, what binds us in the same faith, and what unites us to the same Christ. And when I keep Christ at the forefront, I can remember as Paul wrote in Galatians 3, 26, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ, there is neither therefore Jew nor Greek, neither is there bond nor free, neither is there male or female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. When the Ephesian believers began to feel like the church didn't want them. When they began to feel like outsiders. When they began to feel like they were second class believers. Paul's message to them and to anyone who has ever felt like that. You belong here. You belong here. Maybe somebody can relate to feeling like the church wasn't for you. Because they were all... Those people living by faith and walking by faith and speaking in faith and doing great things for God by faith. And, and everybody seemed like they were on the right road of faith. And then there was you. You who still fight with your spouse. You who still struggle with your children. You 
who can't seem to settle into the right kind of job, you who still doubt yourself, you who can't seem to resolve or reconcile your inner demons, you who still struggle with sin and deal with issues and are burdened down by, weight, by weights. But, but can, I, can, I, can, I, can I let you in on a little secret? Most of the people who come to church don't come to church because they're already right. Now, the folk who clap and are testifying, folk who ain't, I'm skeptical about. I, I say most of the folk who come to church don't come because they are already right. They come because they're working on getting right. They don't come because they're already there. They're coming because they want to get there and they want to hear the word that helps them become the person who God is calling them to be. Quit thinking that everybody is somewhere where they are. All of us are in this struggle together. All of us got something to work on and work out and get worked out of us. We come because... We want our lives to be better. We want our relationships to be richer. And we want our existence to be more purposeful and intentional. And the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ is that he came for people just like us. People like me. People like you. Who still have struggles. Oh, you don't think I have struggles? You don't think preachers have struggles? You don't think deacons have struggles? I wish y'all would talk to me in here. These mothers in pretty white, you think they don't have struggles? Don't let the white fool you. We have struggles. We have, don't let the robe fool you. We have struggles. And we come because we want the Holy Spirit to work in and through our struggles. That's the message of Paul in this text to the Christians of Ephesus, that the church is for them too. That they shouldn't feel like outsiders to the faith because we're fellow citizens. It means we're in this together. We struggle together. We grow together. We're being transformed into his image together. We are becoming more like him together. So hear me and hear me well, and I, I, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up real quickly. This message goes both ways. It goes for those of us who are already in the church so that we will be careful not to make others feel like outsiders. Tell your neighbor, he talking to you now. He talking to you. He talking to you. He talking to you. He's talking to you, yeah. He talk yes, I am. I'm talking to you. Quit making people feel like outsiders. Some of y'all ain't spoke to nobody this morning. Sitting there want me to preach to you. You want me to preach to you, and you won't even speak to your name. What am I going to say to you that's going to change you? You want me to pour out of myself 
Y'all ain't talking to me in here. It's for us that we don't make people feel like outsiders. Be cognizant about not creating barriers where people cannot find a place to serve and a place to grow and a place to connect. Be aware that we are not building walls where people feel like, watch this, there's an old church and a new church. I'm going to come down your row for a second. Old K Chapel, New K Chapel. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Somebody said, Reverend, we got guests. Don't say that. No, I'm going to say it. 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 Can't be like that. Okay, the new Kate, if you hadn't been here for more than 20 years, then you can't do certain things or serve in certain ways or have certain influence or be included in certain circles. Don't y'all clam up on me now. Whether you've been here 50 years or five weeks, we are one fellow citizens in the body of Christ. And that is the message to those who are in the church and have history with the church that we don't make newcomers feel like outsiders. Here it is. But wait, there's something for the newcomers. The message for the newcomers, the message to those who are finding their way in the church, the ones who are coming back to the church or becoming a part of the church or thinking about becoming a part of this church. And the message is this, you belong here. So watch this. So don't be so easily offended. Don't be so quickly offended and deterred from doing what God is calling you to do just because somebody looked at you funny. You get looked at funny every day of the week. Quit acting like you ain't never been looked at funny. Maybe your tie crooked. Maybe your dress ain't straight. Quit acting like it's got to be perfect for you to be here. Cut us some slack. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Don't be so easily offended, so easily deterred from actively serving. You belong here. Don't wait, wait and watch for people to come to you and ask you to do something when you know you can do it. And then talk about it. Ain't nobody asked me. Y'all ain't going to like this preaching this morning. Don't sit back and wait to be sought out. Seek opportunities where you can serve. Why? Because you belong here. Take part in mission and ministry. You belong here. And can I show you lastly why you belong here? It's in the text. Here it is. You belong here because Paul writes it in the text. He says, verse 20 and 21, that we are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto a holy temple in the Lord. Here it is. You belong here because Christ is the head and the cornerstone of the church. And we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. We believe that he was conceived of the Holy Spirit. 
We believe that he was born of the Virgin Mary. We believe that he suffered under Pontius Pilate. We believe that he was crucified, died, and was buried. We believe that on the third day he rose again from the grave and that he ascended into heaven where he sits at the right hand of the Father waiting to judge the living and the dead. We believe that he is the head of the church, that he is the, that he, uh, the church is the bride of his and that he will return for this bride without spot, blemish, or wrinkle. We believe. We believe that he is the cornerstone of the church, the author and the finisher of our faith. And we still believe that he is the way, the truth, and the life. That no man comes to the Father but by Jesus Christ. Now hear me, I know that sounds outdated in this postmodern world where there are many paths to God, so to speak, and woke theology culture that we live in today. But we are the church and we do not waver on this point. We do not flounder on this position. Let me say it and say it again. We believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life that no man comes to the Father but... By him, you ought to stand on that. You ought to believe that. You ought to testify to that. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by him. Him, Mary's baby. Him, the carpenter's son. Him who opened blinded eyes. He who calmed the raging sea. He who turned water into wine. He who walked on the sea of Galilee. He who is the son of the living God. We still believe on Jesus Christ. So if you came back to church this morning, let me make it clear. We still believe on Jesus. And there might be a few things that changed, but that has not changed. We still believe that he is the only way. When I think about <laughs> the hour, Psalm writer said, I will open up my heart and I will tell the world that Jesus Christ is the way. And I'm not going to be ashamed of that. So welcome home. You belong here. Give the church another chance. You belong here. Give your soul that which it deserves and desires. You belong here. Give your faith the opportunity to bloom and flourish. You belong here. Give yourself the gift. The gift of being connected to fellow believers. The gift of worshiping God in spirit and in truth. The gift of growing in the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Give yourself the gift of serving others by serving our only true and living God. And leave here declaring today, Jesus Christ is the way. Listen, if you're here this morning, I don't know why you came. Maybe it was just because that person got on the phone and kept bothering you and emailed you and texted you and asked you where you're going to be here. And, and they just worried you to death. 
good news this morning is that God used that for you to be here on this morning. Because what I don't know is I don't know what's been going on in your heart. I don't know what's been going on in your soul, but God knows. And God knows those of us who have given up on the church, who have given up on faith, who have given up on the fellowship and what it really means and the purpose that it really serves. If you're here this morning and that describes some of your journey, some of your place and space and the current station that you have in life, I want to invite you to give the church another chance. I want to invite you to come home to the church. And if, if by chance you're saying, look, well, listen, I, I recognize I need to come back to the church. I'm not sure that I want to come to this church. Listen, we'll have that conversation. Because what I want to make sure is that you know that the church whether it's K Chapel or somewhere else, that the church is the place where you as a child of God belong. If you're here this morning and you're ready to make that recommitment, you're ready to make that commitment for the first time, wherever you are, whoever you are, we want to invite you to come right now. The doors of the church are open. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you belong here. Hallelujah. And say, Jesus Christ is the way. The doors of the church are open. Wherever you are, wherever you are, you come now. The words say, when I think about, when, when I think about.
Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. God bless you. We have with us Sister Pruitt, who's coming to join the church under her Christian experience. Amen. Sister Pruitt, won't you stand in these beautiful girls with you? God bless you. God bless you. Sister Pruitt, coming under the Christian experience means that you've already accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Is that correct? Yes, sir. You've already been baptized. Is that correct? Yes, sir. If this church accepts you as a member, you're going to be a faithful member. Yes, sir. God bless you. God bless you. We want you to go with Sister Butler. She's going to get you registered in new members' classes. Then you will come to uh, understand how we share our faith and grow in the faith here at K Chapel. God bless you. Let me give you a welcoming handshake right now. God bless you. Welcome, little ladies. God bless you. God bless you, sweetheart. Oh, you want prayer also? Okay, okay. Stay for just a moment, then we'll do prayer with you. And Sister Clark, is that right? Sister Clark is also coming, joining under her Christian experience. Amen? Amen, Sister Clark. That means that you've already accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior as well. Is that correct? Yes, sir. You've already been baptized. Is that correct? If this church accepts you, remember, you're going to be a faithful member. Yes, sir. God bless you. Are you seeking prayer as well? Seeking Okay. Yes, no. We'll pray for everybody. How about that? We'll pray for everybody. And then we'll release them to you, okay? God bless you, Brother Cheatham. You'll come in for prayer. You need a statement as well? Yes. Good morning, church. Good morning. Uh, my heart is heavy. All right. I'm here this morning, not for myself, but my tears that are dropping for a little boy who is a member of this congregation. His mother was shot in the head the other week. She's in intensive care. Her two little children were shot. You know, brothers and sisters, we old folks put our children in all kind of condition, situation, what we shouldn't be. I'm going to ask this church to pray. I won't call his name, and he just in the middle school, and it hurt me when I heard this. So let this church pray for that child who was a member of this congregation who needs your prayers for the family. Bless you, bless you. Amen. Can we do that this morning? All, all who are here, if you will surround us, brothers and sisters, surround us, and if you will lay hands on a shoulder or touch hands with a neighbor. Amen. God bless you. Just as cute as you can be, sweetie. <laughs> Amen. Let's pray together. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful and how thankful we are that you are the God who hears and sees and knows all of which we stand in need. Lord, we're, we're praying this morning and lifting up to you that family that has been ravaged this morning with violence. Oh God, we don't know all of the conditions or all of the information, but Lord, we know and rest knowing that you are the omniscient God. You know all things, and you do all things exceedingly well. And so, Lord, we're praying now that your hand of grace would be a blessing to the tears of grief. We're praying, oh God, that you would be the lifter of heads now. And, Lord, we're lifting up that middle schooler to you. He no doubt has all kind of emotional turmoil happening in his heart and in his mind. God, be a very present help in Jesus' name. God, be the lifter of his head and the dryer of his tears in Jesus' name. Oh God, heal and restore that which has been broken. We thank you, Lord. We know you can. We believe that you will. Thank you for these who have come. 
Lord, surround them with your grace. Keep them by your mercy. In Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you, Sister Butler. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, sing it. And say, Jesus, Jesus, He is the way. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of His Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.